Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. I wasn't quite sure what the series was really about until we recorded Pastor Kimberly's message. And I'm like, oh, that, that I can talk about. That makes sense. That sounds good. You know, and I'm sort of at this point where, where I just assume the things I know might not be inherently true. Um, just because I believe it doesn't make it true. It might not be incorrect. It might just not be biblically informed. Or it might be just something you believe and you don't quite know why you believe it. And we all have our own understandings when we say something like purity. Uh, you know, it might sound like a list of things you shouldn't do. Don't lie, don't swear, don't, uh, don't watch inappropriate movies, don't be, don't, don't do these things. Uh, and you might hear, have your own context on this. This might be a lot of, you might bring up emotions of guilt or shame or anger or control or, or memories of manipulation. And it's easy to just take this idea and throw it out as something antiquated. The problem is it's not antiquated, it's been misrepresented. It's been presented as this list of things you should or shouldn't do, and it's never been discussed as the benefits of it. Maybe this list of don'ts, you're like, this doesn't actually seem very fun. Like, you don't make Christianity very appealing when you tell me all the things I shouldn't do. But the point of purity isn't judgment or condemnation. The point of purity is freedom. The judgment comes from people. It doesn't come from God. So purity is actually also entirely unrelated to salvation. I think it's one of the easy things you can, that, that you can grow up being like, if you have this list of don'ts, if I do these don'ts, perhaps this leads to some alternate consequence. But that consequence is absolutely not salvation, because if you could do something to inform your salvation, you wouldn't need grace. And we need grace. Salvation is solely by the grace of God. So now we have this long list of things we know that purity isn't. It's not a bunch of don'ts. It's not related to salvation. So what is it? Well, instead of me defining it, we'll let the Bible define it. It's my only plan. Um, so in, in Psalms, uh, there's, a, there's a fellow David. He, you might be familiar with him. You might not. Uh, he's a hero. He's heroic. He's a, he was a king. And he lived this incredible life, has this incredible story, and it led up, he had this one moment of absolute failure, of morality, of all these sorts of things. And once he began to reconcile, he wrote this psalm. And this is, we're going to take a snippet of it in two uh, different translations because I'm indecisive. <laughs> so in Psalms 51, 8 to 11, uh, in the Passion Translation, it says, Satisfy me in your sweetness and my song of joy will return. The places you have crushed within me will rejoice in your healing touch. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all my guilt by your saving grace. Keep creating in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts, holy desires, ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take your sacred spirit from me. And then in the ESV it says, Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the sin of guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. 
So here we have a new idea of what purity means, what a clean heart means. It's, it's pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please God. It's renewing a loyal spirit. It has nothing to do with don't sin. It becomes the byproduct. The pursuit of purity isn't a pursuit of perfection. It's a pursuit of intention. This isn't about salvation. Salvation is the threshold of Christianity. It is the first thing you step over, and then you have freedom. Once you have salvation, you've got the freedom. And so this has nothing to do with freedom. It's, about, it's not about purity isn't the absence of sin. It's the embracing of purpose. The absence of sin is the byproduct of the embracing and the pursuit of Jesus. But that differentiation is super fundamental to understanding because it doesn't turn into this moment of, of guilt, of, oh, I messed up. It's, it's not, I can't do these things. It's, I want to do these things. If you've spent any time in church, you've probably heard uh, this verse in, in Jeremiah 29.11. I feel like a good Christian as soon as I read this. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Now, this is a promise. This isn't a guarantee. This, this can't be airdropped to you. This, 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 is, this intention is waiting for you to embrace it. Thank you. Are you listening to the instructions that God's trying to speak to you? You know, the, the purity is, is, the current form of purity has been antiquated because we created this list of here's the things you shouldn't do. And there's a long list, and you're trying to feel like you're trying to walk this tightrope. But the whole point is, is these are things that distract you from the pursuit of Jesus. And so it's not when you're pursuing him that he speaks to you more, it's that you're hearing him more. God created you for greatness. There's people in your world that are sitting next to you at work, at the grocery store, they're waiting for you. You're, you know, we have this perception sometimes that God is condemning us, that God is the person, you know, that's like, don't step out of line. But generally, that's people. God says, come back. I want you. He's, he's not saying, don't do that. He's saying, come here. Come here. It's always this invitation to come closer. You know, there's, there's times even in the Old Testament where, where you can see God transcending as much as he can to reach people. Like even in the story of Moses, you know, he, he spent, Moses spent 40 years, he grew up in an incredible, in, in the palace in Egypt. Then he killed somebody and he spent 40 years on the run. And then God came to him and said, I, I need you to come back. I need you for my people. His, his whole thing was, I need, my people need you. God works through us. And so purity is how we walk up the intentions of the plan that God has for us. You don't live a pure life by accident. Purity isn't not sinning. You know, it only happens with intention. You can't live a life without sin and all of a sudden be like, I'm pure. That's not, because the point isn't not sinning. The point is pursuing Jesus. The lack of sin becomes the byproduct. The other thing that purity does is it unlocks favor in our world. In Proverbs 22:11, it says, "Whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king as a friend." 
So this is an interesting moment where, where you, you probably have this list of don'ts that you're still thinking of, because I do, and that's what I'm thinking of. Um, and you know, there's uh, Paul in, in, wrote a letter to, to the early church in, in Corinth, and he actually, it, it's interesting when you like read more of it that the first letter is missing, and so 1 Corinthians is actually 2 Corinthians, and 2 is 3rd, and that's not super valuable to know. I just found that fascinating. Um, and he writes to, to the people in the church, and depending on the translation, it's written a little differently. Sometimes it's, it's like this eloquent statement. Sometimes it's a rebuttal to things he knows they're going to say. Because remember, they weren't texting, they weren't FaceTiming. He was writing, a, he wrote a letter, and then like, didn't even mail it. Like somebody brought it. That's so weird. Um, I've never been that committed to move a conversation forward. Um, so he writes, and, and in some translations, he's, he like anticipates what they're going to say. And he says in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, it's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, but that doesn't mean everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. So it's actually culture that's emphasizing these don'ts. Don't have sex before you're married. Don't lie. Don't, don't do these things. Culture this obsession of teaching actions, not principles. We try and coerce behaviors and not inform decisions. Because when you, when you pull out and, and, and you just create this list of don'ts, if you ever have a conversation with someone, they say, why don't you do that? You're like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm a Christian. Great, why? What's in the Bible? I didn't ask where it is, I said why? Why don't you do that? Why do you do this? Like, when we remove the intention or the principle, we get left with this list of requirements that don't empower us. They don't, we, we lose the value of what God's trying to do. And this is where it hasn't become this requirement. Because God's like, you're, you're good. You're good. You're saved. You're gr- like, salvation, grace, I got you but I have more for you. I have these promises. I have this future and a plan and a hope. And I created you for greatness. But a lot of us just live good lives, not great lives. And great might look different to you, but he wants to use us. He wants to bless us. He wants to pull us into the future. And these promises aren't like, we're not stumbling into them. We have to pursue them. And we have to make that decision. And purity is the, 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 the life that we lead in the pursuit of the promises that God has for us. So you might be wondering, great, what's the value in all of the things that is listed that we should or shouldn't do, perhaps? Or I, I don't know. Go read the Bible. Um, <laughs> that's where you can find it. I think it, it, it's a little bit different. But the point is there's a principle behind all of it that we have to discover. Just not doing something for the sake of not doing it because we feel like we shouldn't isn't living a free life. I think it's really great to be... Because here, here's an example. It, it gets very confusing, right? So, so take, you know, don't, don't be drunk. You know, that's, that's just like, you shouldn't be drunk. That's very wise. Um, but it's hard to differentiate when we get into the legalism of the sin because it changes how much I ate that day or how much water I drank. And so like now we're moving the line of sin based on what I've done. And I think that defeats the purpose. But there is 
a value and a benefit in that instruction, not that requirement. Remember, because it's so much easier to be a kid and have this, I like, don't do this, don't do that. It's so much easier. And now here I am, an, almost an adult, and I want to be a kid again. The lowest barrier of freedom is being able to do anything, but freedom, real freedom, the second level of freedom, is not doing everything. And sometimes it's, it's so much easier to sacrifice something you think you want when you know what you want more. A practical example of this is um, I'm recently started training for my second half marathon, and I don't know why I'm doing this, and I don't actually want it, but I've committed, so now I want it. And it's required me to not do some things I, I kind of want in the moment, right? Because our, our life has been built around this idea of almost um, instant gratification. You know, the, the, your Netflix show, just the next one comes up, and it comes up. Um, and this, is, this, isn't, this isn't just something that people in the church are talking about. This is something that society as a whole talks about, this idea of instant gratification. Because if you're rewiring your brain to work on these little moments to be excited every moment of the day, you're actually gonna not be able to do anything that requires long-term. And a lot of what building the church and building our lives and pursuing the purpose that God has for us is much longer term than today or this week. Intensity can't fix what um, consistency hasn't set up. So why don't we pursue purity by default? Um, there's sort of two reasons we can fall into this. The first is we might believe that our human desire is the climax of possibility. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, Paul wrote, this is why scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all of his lovers. There's something so much greater that God is preparing you for than you can even imagine right now. And if your biggest goal, your biggest aspiration, your biggest dream is something you feel like you can achieve, it's not going to require faith, which means you're thinking way too small. The second is fun. Uh, humans are we're, we're built to get comforting community. And we did this originally in, in um, physical safety. You know, there was a bear in the woods. We had a campfire. I don't know if we had tents at that point, but... You know, we, we came together in groups and worked together to make sure everybody was safe. And then this transcended into emotional safety and it transcended into um, just all kinds of not wanting to hear you're wrong. Or it transcended to disagreement suddenly becoming uh, a foundation of harm. So what's your core community? Because this is going to influence all of your actions. Because the truth is, whatever you're thinking of, and, and maybe you know, there's been a lot of incredible messages this month already on this, and the differences between perhaps you know, universal desires God has for us, standards that he wants us to live up to, versus you know, things that are individual. There's, you know, if, go on YouTube, it's all there. And so where, where are you going to... Depending on your community, the people you talk to that you're engaging with, that you're doing life with, are going to inform where those lines are. Because you can go anywhere and get anything justified by anyone. You can find a group of people 
that will agree with you internally or externally, that you can get agreement wherever you look. But it's, it's disagreement doesn't inherently also mean that it's right. So it's, it's a little challenging, but one thing I know for sure is everyone agrees with you you're not growing. And then in 1 Corinthians, again, a lot of Paul, a lot of Paul this morning. Um, 1 Corinthians 5, 6 to 7. Uh, this is written to the church, but let's read it as it's written to us. And not, because we're not necessarily worried about other people. We're worried about ourselves right now. Boasting over your tolerance of sin is inappropriate. Don't you understand that even a small compromise with sin permeates the entire fellowship, just as a little leaven permeates a batch of dough? So remove every trace of your leaven of compromise with sin so that you might become new and pure again. For indeed, you are clean because Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So like if we read this to ourselves, and, and this is where, you know, Pastor Josiah's message of, of what is sin, what is conviction, like what are, what are, where's the line is very important because this is, this requires us to be in that intimacy with Jesus. Again, if we're living our lives saying, I don't do this because I'm a Christian or I don't do this because I love Jesus or if we don't understand the value of what's being asked, the principle of what's being exchanged, the benefit of what we're getting, there's some real world benefits to some things. There's some emotional benefits to some things. Like it's not inherently that watching a, movie is sin. You know, some people grew up with that, but, but it might just be it's distracting us. And it's, this is where the point isn't, am I sinning? The point is, am I pursuing Jesus? It's my loyalty and pursuits of Jesus. Because the, the, the lines are so, we, we can begin to like use some things out of their intention where we still get some value out of it, but we don't unlock the whole value. So I, it, have you ever tried to take a, a photo of something, but you have the video on your camera on, and then you like are filming a, <laughs> you're filming a video, and then you're like you can you can kind of like pause it at a certain point and be like, look, this is what I mean, but it's a little blurry. It's you can communicate the value kind of, but it's out of its intention. It's like if you take the photo app and you hold it down, and you take all these vi- pictures, and you can kind of like scroll through it really fast. You're like, here's a video. You can kind of communicate it, but you're not. It's, you're misusing its intention. It's, it's like if I had a bunch of paper up here, and if I didn't like trees, and then I put my phone on there, it'd be a great paperweight, right? But it, it's, it's leaving something on the table. There's something more that this device can be used for. The iPhone's created for so much more than to be a paperweight. Paperweights are Android phones. <laughs> so God, <laughs> you should pray about that. God wants all of you. He wants to remake every part of you. And I think it's easy to step into the, the journey with faith and a journey with Jesus and be like, take this broken part of me. I want to surrender this to you. This is the part, God, look at this. And he's like, that's great. We'll deal with that. But I want the other 99%. I want every part of you. I want to recreate all of you in pursuit. We might want to give him our anxiety or depression. He's like, I want that. But I also want Monday through Friday the parts you're enjoying. And it's, it's, this comes back to why wouldn't we want to give it? And it's an uncomfortable surrendering. Remember, you're, you got salvation. You're already good. You can live a decent life. 
But God says, I don't want you to, you to have a decent life. I want you to have a great life. I want you to do great things. I want to transform the world through you. And this is where we run into this moment of, of purity isn't this list of don'ts. It's not this long list of, it'd be so much easier if it was. It'd be so much easier. It's a pursuit of Jesus. And, and it's, purity is almost this, this one step of turning away from sin, but it's two steps towards Jesus. It's one part turning away, two parts towards It's challenging. I, I, you know, this, prepping for this message was, was something that I, I felt very challenged by because it made me question a lot of things, which is great. Questioning is great. Um, but it's more challenging when you're like, are supposed to come up with answers? So I hope I didn't give you any answers. I hope I just encourage you to find answers. Because it's easier to offload the work of a relationship with Jesus to Sundays. It's much easier to be like, just tell me how to live my life. Help me check those boxes. But Jesus says, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to check boxes. I want you to just pursue me, that I can pursue you. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.